0: This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better. Plus, their Super Bowl special gives you 50% off their premium data. Just go to BetQL.com, promo code SGP50. That's promo code SGP50. And we're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. SportsGamblingPodcast.com BTV, that's sportsgamelpodcast.com slash BTV. And we're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting picks like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no vig. That's right, no vig. And it's legal in 40 states. Sign up for betteredge.com. Promo code SGP for a free ten dollar bet. That's bettor edge.com Promo code S G P. All right, welcome back, DJs. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, preview uh, the Pebble Beach Open while uh, <laughs> the waste management's still going on. Super Bowl Sunday, about five hours till kickoff. It's me, Boston Capper, and the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Are you ready for the big day, baby?
1: I am. I mean, we got, you know, the final round of the waste magic Phoenix open, and, you know, we got a packed leaderboard and uh, I don't know, I think after, uh, is there anything going on after the uh, final round? I think I might just go to bed after
0: that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It could be something. I got the two TV set up going. Uh, Tommy brought his TV over. Uh, so we still got cooking to do setting up to do, but uh, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm ready. It's good. It's good. It is a packed leaderboard, but I, I mean, do you really think it's anybody who's going to win other than Spieth and Xander. I mean, they they got a four shot lead, man. I mean, I mean be...
1: JT has been on fire since he made a mess. 17, oh. um, I don't know, a couple I'm in the first round there, but uh, yeah, I mean, that, you just mentioned it. Uh, Jordan Spieth is uh is back apparently.
0: I know, dude.
1: It, it's the, yesterday was you know what that was fun to see yesterday him rolling. Oh. That's, yeah, you know, he's still blowing it over the map like you know occasionally, <laughs> but you know his irons are pretty good and that magic was back and you know I I missed it. I don't know about you, but that that was good to see.
0: Yeah, it was, it was really, it was really good to see, man. Like I was, I was talking when we were watching us, man, this is the first time I've seen him like happy on a golf course. And I can't even remember when, you know what I mean? Like he looked like his old self. He really did. He must've rolled in 2000 feet worth of putts yesterday. But but, I mean, yeah, man, I mean, uh, it's nice to see him back. He's an easy guy to root for, especially because everybody um, shits on him all the time. So yeah,
1: I mean, what, what was great is, I mean, he, yes, he, I think he gained close to three strokes putting yesterday, but he also gained close to three strokes with his approach play. Like that is, that's what we need to see out of him in order to like really bring him back into the conversation of, okay, is he going to win the masters? We want to bet him to win like colonial or something. Yeah. So, and he's going to play next week. And I know he's probably going to be top of mind at everybody, but it's nice to see that. And uh, yeah, I, I, I I was joking with the Slack channel because I had to write the uh, Pebble beach uh, column last week. I saw that. <laughs> and I, I felt like I'm like, I have to mention speed here after what he did. And so I made a fictitious little scenario in my head. I, I I've done that a couple of times, like playing out the waste manager, Phoenix open matrix in my head, you know, just <laughs> my own imagination of how I wish things have gone. But uh, yeah, exactly. no, I, I, I think uh Spieth is going to take down Scotty Scheffler in the playoff t- uh, and cause all of us to miss the first uh, part of the first quarter.
0: Yeah, man. That's why you get the two TV set up, man. That's it. You you can't miss. You can't miss uh, the anthem, which is now off the board everywhere because that one asshole fucking took the video.
1: No, I actually I, I saw it put back on, but I think it's like two minutes and fifteen and a half seconds now.
0: Now I feel like I always want to go take the fucking under.
1: <laughs> and then, yeah, they'll, they'll rush through it, and know yeah, yeah. we'll see. So yeah. no, so we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we we briefly mentioned it too. Uh, you know, Justin Thomas probably should be ruining the Jordan speed. Uh, he you
0: know, should be
1: feel good. Yeah. I mean, he wasted five shots across the 17th on Thursday and then made a complete mess on Friday. That first hole, like he was in middle the middle of fairway ball. and the
0: green. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was bad. But I mean, what's crazy is, is like guys like that can have that happen. And they and he's still right there. He's, you know right. what I mean? He can still take this tournament down. He's a killer. And it's in, in tournament conditions like this, like, I don't know, man. I, I think, I think if it's not speed or, or, or X, I think, it, it, I mean, JT's the only one, I mean, I guess so I've been outright on uh, JT. I took a little Spieth, uh yesterday just cause listen, I want, I want to make some money if he wins. <laughs> shitty, okay. odds yeah, shitty odds of his money.
1: Of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still sweating a couple of tournament matchups. Um I've been doing pretty well gambling in round. I've been posting those picks on the slash channel. You and I both have been doing pretty well. Yeah, that,
0: yeah we were we hot we on the on the rounds. Uh, yeah, the,
1: and I I got a couple of top twenty still in play. There's a lot of guys sniffing around it that uh, I'll be sweating. So yeah, it's been good. Uh, I got some cross sport props that we'll get to with the. uh, the Saudi open, you know, a couple of those, uh you, you know, we're, we're playing. We'll, we'll, we'll recap the Saudi uh, a little later, but it's, it's time now for uh Boston cappers airing of the grievances. And I don't know if there's going to be a whole, well, I think there's one guy who I think you're going to declare dead, but who do
0: you think uh, I'm going to declare dead? Who do you think you oh, it's Oh, it's burger? Yeah, it's definitely burger. That's the only one, right? And, but I don't even know if I can blame him The The mush ability for my fucking one and done is ridiculous. I'm now going to start betting whoever i whoever I take for the one and done to miss the cut like I mean it's 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 ridiculous. <laughs> like I can't well, fucking...
1: <laughs> well, you're not the only one that mushed him i think I think he was everybody's he was the guy this week and I even fell into that trap too just because of like I can't see anything to fault him. and of course, he was just mediocre. I mean, he wasn't terrible, but right. it, when the cuts minus three he's he's two under that's it. you know wow. he, you're
0: not coming back so. Yeah, I mean I really, amazing. I mean- I've had such a good weekend that like, I don't really, I, I, my hate level is not uh it's not high. It's like, so, you know, like I said, I still get some top tens, top twenties, a couple outrights maybe. Uh, but like you said, man, we crushed it with the round and round matchups this weekend. Uh, yeah, man. And then I hit, uh, <laughs> I hit Tony Finau top 10 over in Saudi. Thank Christ. Cause I, I drunkenly bet that one pretty heavy. and I was like, Oh, I woke up the next morning I was like, Oh, okay. All right. <laughs>
1: you did. You did it actually. Well, you weren't watching. It got a little hairy at the end. He started to uh, leak oil a little bit. It, but, uh, no, he buried the last to uh, seal it for you. And uh, you know, I, I was actually, I was kind of hoping he'd win though, because then I had, I had a, a ticket for him to win too. Well, I am not talking about that, but uh, it would put a new narrative on the, uh, the Puerto Rico curse. So it would amend it to, you can't win the United States
0: because
1: Hoblin still hasn't won the United States. And Finau technically has never won the United States if he won the Saudi, but uh, no. So Dustin Johnson wins it. Uh, that's another guy who it, it was shaky. I mean, the, the the scoring conditions were tough in Saudi. Say the winds blew. Uh, I had a uh, if you guys went on sportsgamipodcast.com, hopefully you took a couple of these bets. Um, I laid out some uh, Super Bowl crossover props with uh, golf, and Dustin Johnson was one of them. And uh, it was comparing his birdie total in the final round to Chris Godwin uh, receptions. And you know the the scoring was tough. Um, you know the greens got really crispy there. Uh, you know it's fast Bermuda greens and he was having a tough time putting them. So he had three birdies. So, you know, now, now I can sit back and I didn't even have to bet the uh, Chris Godwin reception problem. I can just say, all right, you know, now he only has to get four receptions. I'm good. I got, you know, two receptions basically free, but uh, no, so DJ wins, So, so I want to ask you a question capper. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, I, probably the best two players of this generation, you know, since like 2010 is DJ and Rory, right? Yeah. So who's better? Who is it? Who in your mind has had the better career?
0: Would you say? (sighs) Uh, So, man, I I think. I mean, I feel like you've got to go with Rory. I mean, as much as I love DJ, I mean, the the. The majors, man. I mean, that's it. The majors. You know what I mean. And I feel like Rory, even though he doesn't win a lot, I mean, his top five, top ten was like automatic for this guy almost. You know what I mean? Like he's lost his edge. I really think it's because he's had so much goddamn money in the bank that he doesn't give a shit anymore. But I I think Rory's probably had the better career.
1: Let me ask you a question: How many PGA Tour wins do you think Dustin Johnson has? Oh shit! I
0: hmm. Twelve.
1: More. Eighteen more. Really? Twenty-four. Does he really? Yeah. So, so it's close. I actually went through each of their resumes and just compared it. So, so Rory beats him on majors. You know, he's got the four majors. DJ's got two. I mean, I think having that masters now puts him a little better close, but yeah. Yeah. So DJ's won 26 uh, times worldwide. He's got 24 PGA tour wins, two Euro wins, six WGCs. Um, He's finished inside the top 10 of majors 20 times. And he has five runner up finishes. Like that's that's a yeah, lot. That's, like he's been in the conversation of a lot of majors and he's been really close. And I mean, Rory has been there too, like, but he only has one runner up atop at in majors. So like, you know, honestly, outside the four majors, I can't really think of other ones where he was like legitimately close. He was kind of yeah, sniffing yeah, around top tens and everything, but like, like DJ is like consistently there. Rory kind of just hangs around, but
0: yeah, um, I think, DJ, I think DJ's, I think DJ moving forward has more winning upside than Rory. Yeah. I I mean I, I like I it wouldn't surprise me at all if DJ wins two majors this year well, like Rory he is, is five, playing so light out.
1: Well Rory is 5 years younger too. Yeah. So I mean he, his window is probably a little Longer than DJ's. DJ's like thirty-seven now. So I mean, listen, that that's not old, but you, you know, kind or, of not
0: old, Steve. I'm thirty-seven.
1: No, exactly. <laughs> so like for golfers, you see what happens, especially like ones that like you know, he can't. I mean, he's got a long swing, but I mean, you yeah. never know what's going to like go. But I mean, it's close. I mean, Rory's got twenty-seven wins worldwide too. He's got a players that DJ doesn't have. Um, he's got two FedEx Cup titles, whatever. But uh, he's got more top tens in majors, so it's close. It's close. I mean, it's. Good. It'll be interesting to see uh, to see down the road, like you know, how uh, how they stack up. But so, did you watch any of it or no? No. No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I bet it. I bet it and check the leaderboard.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I don't personally like this tournament just because basically the Saudi government pays all these players to come. Yeah. there yeah. So, so, so there's okay. apparently a thirty million dollar pot of Jeez. appearance fees Christ. that. This hand chopping authoritarian government pays to put a good spin on their country and just I don't yeah. know.
0: It's, it's no, listen, I've been to Saudi Arabia. I'm not a fan. <laughs> the, um, yeah. It's uh we did uh uh, like some wicked fast fucking go there. Yeah. like, like really? it, yeah, dude, it was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, man, like, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a shady place to play. And whatever, man, and blood money, like, I don't know, I feel like it probably permeates a lot more than we know. Uh, depending on, I mean, on listen, that. you know what?
1: Good, good on Abe Answer to get that appearance fee though, and good on Johnny Vegas, your boy. Yeah. he was over this week. co Crack was over this weekend. His pay, Na- even Kevin Na got paid. Good for him.
0: Yeah, man. I like Kevin. He's yeah, a nice guy. The, uh, good. even though, uh, even though you hate his shirt, uh, <laughs> I mean, Rack, I feel like is like playing with fire going over there. Like, uh, I feel like he's, he's the type who might mess up and uh, not be able to leave.
1: <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll throw him in some like, uh, Arabian prison in the middle of the desert. Fortunately. Exactly. So, so. Uh, all right, So you want to do the, uh, you want to do the report card for the, yeah, waste
0: yeah.
1: all right. So this is through three rounds. Um, obviously recorded during, um, the middle of the fourth round. So a lot can change, but we'll go through the tiers. We'll go through where the ownership was any lessons to take away. So 10000 hour range, um, you know, Xander and JT uh, are first and fourth in scoring. As of this recording, the other three though, aren't very good and definitely didn't justify the price. I mean, they were all popular. Everyone had at least 15% ownership in uh, the $1 GPP and DraftKings. But um, I don't know if there's a whole lot of lessons here other than maybe web didn't really belong in this range, but I'm not really sure where you stick them though.
0: Yeah. And then that's kind of, we even said that uh, you, you brought up when we were breaking it down and I was like, Oh, I mean, I it, just based on last year's performance, like I felt like uh, the price was right. justified, but uh, like I said, moving forward, I, I even said, I think when we were, we're doing one of the in-between tournament shows that I think web uh, would be the one who gets uh, off of uh, the Ryder cup team, just cause I didn't believe in him moving forward. Right. Um, he doesn't look sharp. And like, he just doesn't like, it's not the same web, man. He's not, he's not dialed in. He's not draining all those, all those ridiculously long pots uh, with the flat stick. So, yeah, man, I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, 10 K and up, I mean, th- they did their job this week. Right. I mean, that's it.
1: Yeah. I mean, Rory's
0: 41st in scoring ROM's only 34th, but uh, yeah,
1: man, I got, got the, one more the, round though.
0: He's he's yeah, he's killing me, man. I don't know if it's the equipment change or what, like, I mean, I thought he was going to break. I thought he was going to break a club yesterday. He was tilting early <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's just, I feel like he's missing a lot of fucking pots, like a lot, like yeah. just my eyeball test. Right. I don't I, I haven't looked at any of the strokes gain data on it, but like, I mean, if, I just feel like if he, if he makes half the. Putts within like fifteen feet. Like he's not, he's not draining like any of them past like ten feet or more. It feels like anything long, he's not hitting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the the ball striking has been okay since going over to Calway. The putting has not been good. He putted okay yesterday, but the first two rounds, it definitely was holding the back. So, yeah. I don't. Know, it's interesting to see. Like I, I, it's it might take a little while for him to come around. I mean, I think it will, but you know, I, th- I think maybe, you know, if he's the most expensive on the board maybe tempered expectations. So, all right, so $9,000 range for the second week in a row, it was not very good. It wasn't right. as big of a disaster as last week, but- uh, right it's not what you're hoping for. I mean, Scotty Scheffler's third in scoring. He yep. had also the lowest ownership of this entire range. Uh, I, I tried making the case for him in GPPs and outright.
0: Yep. I mean,
1: I hope you took that advice. I didn't take my own advice on it, but hopefully <laughs> you did. Um, but yeah, lowest own and he's been great. Uh, Willie Z started slow, but he's 24th in scoring. He's been pretty good since uh, Friday. Everyone else though, hasn't been very good. I mean, he got Sung Jae is the third highest scoring uh-huh. in this range. He's only 37th right now. Hideki has not Hideki did not pay dividends this week.
0: No, he definitely uh,
1: did not. He had 12% ownership in this range. The most popular one in this range was Daniel Berger, 23% ownership. He didn't make the cut. Nope. Uh, the Harris English comeback story did not really pan out either. I don't know. Uh, he, and don't then look Ryan right. he doesn't look right been,
0: either. He doesn't look right either. Cause he was on the feature group on Thursday, Friday and yeah, he did he didn't look right either. No. And
1: uh, I mean, he won the century tournament champions based on the putter and the ball striking is kind of Gone away, and maybe maybe it might take a while for him to. Maybe it's time to cool off on Harris' English, especially if he's going to price in the nine thousand hour range. Yeah, I would agree. So, all right, uh, eight thousand hour range. This was the one where we both said there's a lot of ugly ducklings in this range, and it's just a matter of who's going to pop. Well, a lot of them popped. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Louis and Brooks had about f- five to six percent ownership. They're six and seventh in scoring as of right now. We'll see how that. How that holds up. You know, Louis tends to put up like dud Sundays, so Mm
0: -hmm. Louis was unconscious yesterday too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I mean that he might end up sliding a little bit. Uh Russell Henley actually uh was new, went nuclear yesterday too. Oh, he's 11th in scoring. He had 11 percent ownership. I mean, that ended up paying back. You're doing pretty good. Siwoo actually, is doing pretty well. Six percent ownership. He's 21st scoring. Yeah, not I mean, a whole lot of duds I him, here. I got
0: him for a top 20. He needs to uh, go ahead and uh, keep putting in a little more birdies. He just he just gave one back uh, on the front nine.
1: Well, there you go. So <laughs> I mean, the the only real dud here. Well, Gary Woodland was a dud. Uh, yeah. He had a, he had a nice Friday, but he just doesn't look right. And Ricky, you know what? It's the putting. It's the ball striking has actually been okay, uh, and then he got frustrated with the putter on Thursday, and the ball striking just went away, uh, and then he hit the ball great again on Friday. But again, he's just not rolling in putts and. I saw an article that apparently he borrowed a friend's uh, putter.
0: I know you shared it. That's cr- it's insane. Oh, did you yeah. share it? Somebody else shared it in Slack. No, I I, shared I, Slack. I
1: shared that. I'm just like, like that's how lost you are. You're borrowing Scotty Cameron's from other yeah. people. So yeah. it's not great. He I, he, I think he. I mean, it's always bad to go away from somebody when everybody's off him. But I mean, he's yeah. persona on grata. Like he hasn't really shown anything for a better part of a year. And yeah, I mean, until like he makes a run, like Speeth is, you know. It's just probably time to put him on the back burner. So, well, speed just bogeyed one. Well, <laughs> I guess I got to revise my column then. <laughs> All yeah. right, seven hour range. A lot. There was a lot of good options here, and a lot of the chalky options ended up, you know, paying off. So, you know, Connors had eighteen percent ownership. Yeah. He's been solid. Max Homa has been solid. He had fifteen percent. Uh, Carlos Ortiz again was popular. He's been really good. Sam Burns. It's in the top 10 in scoring just because he had he gained eight strokes putting across the first two rounds. He drained a lot of birdies, he's been good. Ben on also got popular, he's been okay. He's 52nd, it's not killing you. Um, the only two duds here are guys that I really like. Lo- well, one guy I really like, one guy you really liked, uh, Chris Kirk, yep. who was trash, trash. Uh, that was that was my worst call of the week. Um, and then, uh, actually, no, that was my second worst call. Of the week. <laughs> worst call is Sebastian Munoz taking down Matt Kuchar and Munoz uh, finished dead last in the tournament.
0: Dude, uh, uh, that's Muniz like killed me because I was, I was going between basically I didn't want to have him and Ortiz. Like I was like, I, I don't want to bet both of them. So I ended up choosing Muniz and Jesus Christ, like dead fucking last on, on Thursday, like plus seven, like terrible. Just he's, he's done. He's broken. Like all the futures I took on him are dead too. What futures do you have? I don't know, dude. I grabbed them at, uh, for the masters and, uh, Why? <laughs> uh I don't fucking know. Cause I liked them and the law odds were long. It's fucking I'm a degenerate dude. <laughs> All right. May, maybe consult me next time before you press the,
1: uh, okay. Listen,
0: do you want, do you really want me to consult you at 1am after a few gin and tonics? Do you want me to call you and be like, should I put this bed in? No, no, you don't want
1: That's me. That's true. You <laughs> already would have put the bed in cause I'm already asleep
0: by that. Exactly. Thing, so. yeah. it's no,
1: help. um, <laughs> Yeah, so there's been an unhealthy obsession with Sebastian Munoz. I think for the last three or four months. Yep. And it's time to put him away.
0: Yeah, yeah I can't. Uh, I can't play him anymore. The
1: the numbers are not just fine on him. The ball strike. It's not a situation where he's just potting bad. The ball striking is really good. Like he's a like a Keegan or something. He still justifies trying to try use him. Everything's bad. Like they've all. He's really regressed. It's time to move on from him. So. Yep. Um under 7,000 hour range. Again, a lot of good options. Um, Cameron Trangali had 8% ownership. He's been pretty good. James Hahn was also popular. He's been really good. Uh, your boy Keegan only had 2% ownership this week. And he's,
0: uh, I know. Really? I know. It's crazy. Like, and I even talked. I said that he was the one you needed to talk me off because I I wanted him this week on the seven K. And I think I played him in uh, DFS. Uh, I sprinkled a little uh, when he started running up the the leaderboard, but only a little because I know I know he's not gonna win. You know what I mean? Like, I know he's not gonna win the tournament. But for FOMO, I just fucking you know threw a little on it.
1: You should just auto bet him. Top 20. Just I mean,
0: regardless. I pro- I probably should. There's this some guys that, that I should just do that. Like just blindly do it. Like, Oh, I mean, I did it with Cebu this week. Like, I feel like he's always a top 20. I did it with Connors. Um, will, will Z I was all over this week. So I would like him to fucking do something today. Uh, <laughs> so yeah.
1: Yeah. The only dud here was it was the most popular guy or $7,000. It was doc Redmond. And uh, oh, this is with a heavy heart. Um, <laughs> He wasn't very good this week. I mean, he, his Friday was okay. I, I don't, I'd have to look back at the numbers and see like how we did it, but Friday didn't go well for him. It's it, it, it might be time to put him back on the shelf too. So although you know what, he's still going to stay over seven, seven thousand under $7,000. So
0: yeah, I, I feel like the only thing you take away from here is I me. Mean, I feel like it's, uh, we'd have to go back and look, but I feel like every, every time the highest owned player under seven K just don't just, I don't care how much you like him, Just fucking stay away from him. Yeah. No, you know I mean,
1: mean that's I mean, one it. of the guys, I mean, one of them worked, there were two chocolates, it was Tringali and Redmond Tringali worked pretty well. Yeah, I mean, he's just been solid for a
0: couple months now. And then yeah. Redmond just didn't work. So that's a, that's a guy I need to get onto. Like I'm never on Tringali and I, I know you talk about him, and like other guys talk yeah. about him. So guess somebody I'm almost
1: always on a top 20 on him and he's been cashing pretty good.
0: <laughs> fucking Willsey just missed a fucking four foot putt for Bernie. What the fuck?
1: Well, there we go. <laughs> I guess I can kiss that Louis Ousuis and or and uh, Zalatoris uh, matchup goodbye.
0: Uh, yeah, because Louis, uh, he birdied one and uh, wonderful. Yeah, so all right. outstanding. <laughs> all right, so all right, so I guess uh, let's uh, before we break down uh, the the Pebble Beach. Pro, no more pro-am, but pro. Uh, I'm gonna let you know uh, that if you want to get an advantage over the sports books when it comes to the Super Bowl um, or anything else for that matter, you need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets. They got you covered from the Super Bowl with data from over 80 plus props. Their algorithms. Have simulated the Chiefs and Bucks over 10,000 times for the best props for the big game, and they also have shop data for college basketball, NBA, NHL, and of course Super Bowl. But this is going to be too late because it comes out Monday. Uh, so if you want to get an inside edge uh, for who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus, they have tons of sportsbook offers for your state. Um, head over to the App Store or Google Play Store and download BetQL. And the best part about BetQL is they are running a Super Bowl special for 50% off. Head to BetQL.com and enter code SGP 50 for 50% off your first subscription. So, well, it's a little late, but whatever you guys, we read the same thing on fucking Tuesday. So hopefully you did it. (laughs) All right. So uh, who's in the field, who's not in the field, obviously no amateurs. So it was kind of weird, right? (laughs) I mean, I think it's going to be a better quality tournament.
1: I mean, the amateurs has always, well, I mean, the amateurs have always made this a tough watch between, you know, CBS show in every Chris Berman shank or, you know, Gary mule deer, you know, laying the sod over something. And then they're nauseating interviews that they always have. Uh, it just, I mean, they do everything to try and jam the amateur side of this tournament down your throats, except for actually show like what we care about is the tournament. So exactly. um, I'm actually kind of happy. The amateurs aren't here. Uh, I'm sure they will be able to crowbar bill Murray into the, the broadcast to Hey
0: listen man I like Bill so that's fine whatever Yeah I, but
1: he's going to do the same thing he did the Taylor Made like charity challenge yeah. in May where he's going to pretend is, you know he doesn't know how to use Zoom <laughs> and then they're going to talk to him for 10 minutes <laughs> Like I don't want that
0: Yeah I hear you so he, him and his brother own a uh, own a restaurant down here um, and I see his brother in there all the time um and uh and Bill Murray was a part owner of a minor league baseball team called the Brockton Rocks, and that's where I grew up. Uh so uh I, I like Bill. So he's all right, so you have a song spot for him. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big Ghostbusters fan, probably too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Who doesn't like Ghostbusters, yeah. man? All
1: right, so as far as who we care about that's actually in the field. So DJ's gonna make the trip over from Saudi Arabia. You know, we'll see how he is jet lagged I don't know, maybe I'll look at how he does like coming from back from overseas and playing the next week. So you know, we'll see. I mean, speeth is in the field. I, I think Everyone's going to be talking about him this week mm-hmm. just because he's a former winner, Winter Pebble Beach. If he's right, then. I mean, it's a great golf course for him. So we'll see. Uh, Patrick Cantlay is in the field. He's off the, uh, you know, coming off the Amex where he almost uh, won and broke our hearts. But uh, mm-hmm. luckily, he was one stroke behind Siwoo Kim and allowed us to cash big tickets. That's right, time. baby. <laughs> um, I think uh, so. Francesco Molinari, I think, is another interesting name in this field. That's a guy who I think. Is going to be the buzz guy this week, where so. everyone talking about outrights and because he's been playing well. Yeah, and this is a good golf course for him if he's right, just like with speed. But I think everyone is going to overload on him at like forty-five to one to win, and me oh, know, we, it,
0: is that what the number is?
1: I think it's going to be that low. I mean, it's it, this is not a strong field. Yeah, I know, I
0: know. So
1: and he's playing well, and I think the books are going to react to that. So. Um, I, I think that's gonna be someone's like, you know, I love Molinari this week, 45 to one. And we've seen the last couple of weeks. The guy that every the industry is on for outrights, they don't win. So yeah. as much as I love Molinari and I love that he's playing better, like that's yeah. someone not to go to. Uh, you know, other notables, uh, recently uh, departed Daniel Berger, uh <laughs> he's in the field. See Wu Kim's gonna play again. Uh, Paul Casey has a really good uh, track record here. He won over in uh, Dubai. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, he's someone to look out for. Uh, Ricky, in all his struggles, he's in the field. Um, Phil Mickelson is making his obligatory appearance here for two days before he uh, <laughs> packed the bags. Uh, Jason Day is probably doing the same. Uh, he's been terrible. Yeah, what? And, he's broken too, man. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, he has such a great track record. I mean, it used to be where Jason Day was an auto play at all these poet golf courses, and now it's just. I mean, he showed some flashes last summer, and. I, I know he's got a new swing coach now. I think he's working with Chris Como or something, but that's not great. And then uh, Willie Z is in the field. I, I think this is going to be an Argo golf course where I, I expect expect America showing. So I mean, overall though, it's a pretty top heavy field. We'll get to later about, I mean, it's, that's basically par for the course here. There's yeah. some stars. There's a lot of garbage in the field. We'll get to later as far as like the types of guys who, you know, end up winning and whether you can take some, uh,
0: some long shots this week. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's definitely going to be top heavy. If that's what we're talking about. If Molinari's is going to be 45 to one, holy shit. Um, all right. So I guess, uh, I guess breakdown the golf course, man. Well, what, what first we off, at?
1: do you remember who won last year?
0: Uh, this it? would be amazing if you, if you get this. Oh, then fuck. Probably not. It wasn't Woodland, was it? <laughs> No, that was the US Open. Oh, that's, right. that's right. It was the same course though, wasn't it? Uh yeah, it was a Pelican. Okay. All right. All yeah. right. I don't had so no, I have fucking no idea who won last year. Right. Uh Nick Taylor. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, Nick Taylor. So. <laughs> nice.
1: I and actually I remember that I remember that tournament because I had Kevin Stroman hundred to one to win. And oh. he made a Sunday charge and almost did it. But uh no, Nick Taylor uh def- beat him and then Phil Mickelson randomly was in the mix. He had just played Saudi the week before right. and played well. Yeah, and then yeah. came over here and was really great. And everybody's like, oh, Phil's
0: back. And I don't think he's made a cut since. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: well, he's cleaning up on the fucking champions store. So, <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. Hey,
1: keep betting him at seven to one to beat all, you know, Scott McCarran and Bernhard Langer. Yeah, man. You know, hey, like I said, there,
0: I don't give a shit know. if it's a bad number or not. If it wins, it fucking wins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so yeah, we're going to Pell Beach. I, I don't know if there's a whole lot to break down that the listener doesn't really already know like we all know Pebble Beach right yeah, yeah so i mean listen it's I, I know i come on this podcast and i rip <laughs> a car park golf courses i'd say they're trash but i mean listen it's pebble beach i can't crap on this place it's a classic it's an icon to american golf and i i mean it has to be on everybody's bucket list
0: to play right oh yeah definitely yeah yeah I mean, it's so gorgeous. it's such a i mean you're right on the fucking ocean it's pebble like yeah I mean, this well, definitely- and, and the holes are actually
1: good too. Like, right. there's a lot of strategy here. Like, this is one of the few golf courses remaining that you can't really bomb and gouge just based on where the dog legs are, where the hazards are, where the green is set next to the cliff. Like, you can't really be out of position at Pebble Beach in order to do well here. Now, you know, it. It plays a lot harder in the summer just because it's firm. It's fast. You know, you can't really shot the ball once it hits the green, They're really small greens too. So you're going to see a lot of guys scrambling for up and down, but you know, around this time it, it plays pretty soft. You know, the course gets a lot of rain. So it comes a little bit of a, you know, dartboard type tournament, you know, scores are gonna be pretty good there. But yeah. um, so I, I was thinking about this though. And what everybody knows about Pebble beach is six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. So six is the par five up up over the cliff there, you know. Seven obviously is the short little par three that you know down towards the ocean that uh, Jim Nance has a replica in his backyard <laughs> for that. I know it's it's actually very nice. I I yeah I, uh, I found his house on Google Earth because no. I found yeah well I found the seventh because he was in Carmel and you just look for the house with a replica of Pebble Beach the seventh oh,
0: yeah. backyard He's so find it. how about that, that. that? yeah see, and then eight's see, a really great good hold.
1: Yeah. And then eight's really good hole too. Basically the fairway runs into the cliff and then it's a 180, I'm, 190 I'm, yard I'm,
0: shot. Yeah. So
1: I, so I was thinking about it though. Is it the most famous three hole stretching golf, six seven eight? No. And I was trying to think of other ones that would, it's, the, to, it's, so, the, so it's what do
0: eight man you think? It's corner, bro. That is, that is, that is the, that is the most famous every, even people who don't like golf, watch the fucking Masters. You know what I mean? mean like I, I think, I think it's eight man corner.
1: So I think I think this is the take. Amen Corner is the most famous. Right because, because everyone knows it. Listen, a lot of drama happens there. We're all watching Master Sunday and yep. you know, you know the back nine starts at Amen Corner. Yeah, yeah we know that. Yep. Um I think for golf reasons, the best three hole stretch is 16, 17, 18 St. Andrews.
0: Oh dude. I love, was, I love, I love St. Andrews. dude. like, I, that is a bucket list place. Uh, me and me and Tommy got a buddy, uh, who went over there, uh, for the open and like, he brought back swag and like, I was so fucking jealous. Like that is a bucket list place. Like, Oh yeah. Like, I
1: mean, it just, it, those three holes are, are practically flawless. And yeah. 16 is a really tough driving hole. You have out of bounds all the way, right. You have bunkers that pinch to the landing zone. You can actually go down the third fairway if you wanted, but you have a terrible angle. to the green. So I mean, that's, that's a great. hole. I mean, 17 is the road hole. It's the most famous par four in all of golf. And 18 is like a 350 yard drivable par four, but you got the valleys in there. Nope. You got an undulating green. You have a hundred yard wide yard fairway. You got Obi right, you have Obi behind it, like yeah, yeah, the RNA building right in the back, it's it's great. So I, I I think Pebble Beach is probably a good mix of both. It is true. Like everybody everybody knows the seventh. Yeah. But I think from a golf standpoint, just because Augusta national has completely mangled the 11th hole by putting all those trees in, it it's a bad hole now. It is, yeah. But I mean, 12 and 13 are great. But I six, seven, eighth to me. A Pebble Beach is the best balanced one all around, and okay. I love seeing it. And it'll be good this year to have it actually on television instead of them just showing all the amateurs, because it seems like this the three hole stretch there just doesn't get a whole lot of play. So as they should like usually when they change over from Golf Channel to CBS,
0: yeah, that
1: your the leaders are usually at six, seven, eight, and you just right. don't see
0: it. So. Yeah, because some fucking talking heads talking about stuff that we don't care about. Show right. the game. Show the game. <laughs> is damn. there a, so so? What other holes besides six, seven, eight do you like? I love one. One's a good one. I love one, dude. Open it up with a par five, like let's go, like. Uh, on, no, no, nope, is it? Isn't it a par five? Nope, that's number two. Oh, uh, maybe that's one I like then.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I really like fourteen, the par five. That's what? the one that, like, you have these huge trees to the right, so you can't bomb it over the dog leg, and you have the narrow landing zone.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Fairway, it's a big sweeping par five, and then like it's only 580 yards, but it's like a true three hole uh, or three shot part five, because if you're in the rough, you're not making the green, right. the green is really tricky too. It's small. There's a, t- a runoff at the back. And then there's a false front that if you get the ball rolling a little too much, like coming back towards the hole, it's going to roll right down. And that's, you know, it's got a bunker that's like really tucked. Um, they can put a really good pin position there. Uh, I love 17, the par three going back towards the ocean, because it's like hourglass green. Um, yeah, it's pretty sweet. I remember Gary Woodland; uh, he was leading, I think, by one over Brooks, coming down the stretch of the U.S. Open, and he missed. So the pin was on the left side of the hourglass. He hit it on the right, and he actually had the chip over the bottleneck, and he somehow got the ball to stop within like two feet. I mean, that's a, that, like so that's a good hole. And at 18, I think, is it's one of the best finishing holes in all golf. Um, you know, it's, it's the par five with the ocean to the left. You got the tree right in the middle there. It's, it's iconic. And that's a tough approach shot too. Um, you have the bunker in front where if you pin tuck the pin right there, you can't get up and down for birdie. It's going to roll past. And then you have the entire ocean left. You cannot miss left there.
0: No, 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 definitely. no. Not. You
1: have basically <laughs> it, it, like either you want to lay up to a wedge or just hope that you find that small little slot in front of the green there in order to like chip up and down. So I mean, there's there's just so many good holes at Pebble Beach. I think the only thing it it, it needs a little bit of a restoration. Uh, the greens, some of the pins where you can put um, on the green there have been lost because just with the mowing lines, the rough just kind of comes in and in some yeah. more. So you know, kind of like what they did with Wingfoot. I think they would do a good job if they. Kind of just restored the greens a little bit, you know that would create a little more undulation in them, some more interesting pin locations that you can use for tournament play. But I mean, overall, that not a whole lot to complain about Pebble Beach. It's it's, it's going to be very nice to see it, you know, once again.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and, and it's a fun golf course to watch too because you guys have to think their way around the course. You know what I mean? Like you said, and, and that and that's enjoyable. And I know. Obviously, for you, right? You really dig that shit. and I like to watch guys make decisions on all right, so what are they gonna what are they gonna do here? What's the strategy on this? Like you said, it's not just fucking grip it, rip it and then fucking wedge in, you know what I mean? Like I, I like golf like that uh, because I, I feel like it it gives almost everybody a shot, right? Like obviously not everybody, but it gives you middling players or the, or or some guys who can get hot and and who are um, maybe veterans and things like that, a, a nice shot to, uh, to compete at a high level with some of these fucking young monster fucking, <laughs> you know, like young guns.
1: Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to a little later as far as begging strategy. sort of target, but yeah, you're right. I mean, just because, you know, this is a lesson driver golf course distance is kind of mitigated here, but because everybody's using lesson driver, using irons off the tee fairway metals, you know, the super accurate guys, even though it's a very narrow golf course, they don't really have a whole lot of advantage either because everybody's, you know, trying to hit fairies, use the same club. So it's like putting a restrictor plate with NASCAR it kind of like tightens the pack. And then, you know, it just comes down to the little things in order to, you know, to come away with a win. I like it. All right. So <sighs> Spyglass or Pebble, man. Well, it's definitely Pebble as Go far on. as superior golf course. I mean, Spyglass is really good in its own right. The problem is it blows its water over the first five holes. So, yeah. I mean, the, the first five holes at spyglass are, it, it, they, they don't usually show spyglass in the coverage, unless I think you're watching PGA tour live. They usually just put all the cameras on Pebble, but I mean the first five holes at spyglass are excellent. Like uh, you have, it opens up this sweeping downhill par five, and then once you get around the dog, the dogleg, you get this grand view of the Pacific Ocean. You know, it just looks great. Um, two is a really good par four down the sand dunes. Three is into the wind. Four, I think, is the best hole of spyglasses because it's a short par four, and it plays into this really weird green. So it's 55 yards long, but only about 10 yards wide. So it has some mounding over the the sides of it. So, like, if you hit a little left or right and kind of funnel in, but I mean, if you hit the green regulation there, like,
0: kudos to you. I would never, ever fucking hit that. <laughs> no, no, we, we would probably go, you would go sand dune the sand dune. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm okay. Out of the sand. Listen, I would, I would much rather be in a, a front green side bunker in the fucking sand than having some sort of tight lie where I'm like 20 feet short of the green or a little lap. Just put me in the sand. I can get up and down from there, but don't make me do anything else around the green. I am fucking, well, it's,
1: it's, it's not a bunker. It's literal sand dune with a bunch of like shit. It's like shit. That's fine. I'll, I'll take, take it. it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fifth and then the fifth hole again plays down the sand, dunes for the Pacific ocean? And then the, the problem though, is that once you're done with five holes, then it starts to move inland and it just kind of becomes another golf course. I mean, like, you know, I think part of the charm of going out to Monterey to play all these golf courses, you want not play in the Pacific ocean. And while there's like a lot of really good holes, you know, the rest of the way, you know, it's an interesting layout. Uh, you don't feel like you're just going back and forth. I mean, it's through the woods, it's through the trees. And it's not really, it, it's, it's the weakest of the three golf courses they're usually play. They're not playing Monterey Peninsula this year just because of COVID, but it always seems like it's the weakest of the three um, overall. So, I mean, listen, it's still a really good golf course. Uh, I think it's kind of cool that all the holes are named after people and places in Treasure Island. I think that's yeah. a uh, cool thing. But you know, I mean, overall though, like, would I want to play there? Yeah, sure. But you know, I just it kind of stinks that like, like I almost wish like that like the first five holes were on the back nine you know, save it to last. And then, you know, maybe j- like, even just cosmetically, just flip the nines. And then, you know, I think that might make it a little more enjoyable experience, but listen, I've never played it before. Maybe I have a different take. If I actually, you know, went out there and sort of was just a know-it-all behind a uh,
0: podcast. <laughs> <like that. laughs> I think, I think you're good, bro. Um, all right. So just a quick update for you. Uh, Todd is uh, one under D even uh, Louie is 200 through three and JT is fucking even. So yay. Wonderful. And I see Hideki is two up on web dip. Too, so that is well, so uh, I guess I'll have to bet more on the super bowl. Yep. Sounds like it. Cause I was like, ah, oh, I'm fucking hot. Let's keep it fucking going and uh, through three, three to five holes. Uh, this is not looking good so far for me. So fuck it. All right. All right. So what type of, obviously we talked about, you know, it's not a bomb and gouge. So we want accurate uh, golfers, good iron players like always. Um, but what, I mean, what do you think the, what do you think the most important um, aspect is?
1: Well, I mean, I I think one thing we should probably talk about is how to do showdowns because again, this is a split course uh, tournament only for the first two days, and typically, because they played one each over the first three days, usually the narrative is you want to avoid Spyglass, and that's mostly true. Spyglass is the tougher golf course tee to green, but it's not always true. What when when Spy on days when it's really windy and rainy in the area. Sometimes Spyglass actually plays the easiest of the two because Pebble and Monterey are right on the coast. And if there's wind, there is zero protection from the wind there and Spyglass, because most of it plays inland through the trees, uh, you know, a lot of the golf course is actually kind of blocked away from all the elements. So, so check the weather forecast. If it's going to be windy, if it's going to be rainy or crappy the first couple of days, you know, maybe go against the grain and load up on guys on Spyglass, and actually that might end up playing well because everybody's going to load up on Pebble because that's just the narrative. You know, you always play Pebble, avoid Spyglass. If it's really crappy weather though, you might have a little better luck going to, uh, you know, against the grain to the
0: the harder golf course. All right, I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. I, anything contrarian, I am always on about. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's good. I, I just, man, I kid, is this the final one where we're going to have split fucking courses? I think, yes, Okay, it is. Good. I'm, I fucking hate that. Like, yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, the, I mean, US opens go back to Torrey, but they're only going to use uh, the South course. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about
0: them. Yeah. And
1: I, I, I can't, I can't think of
0: another one where they, they split. Betting on golf is fucking hot enough. Never mind fucking having to deal with two different courses, try to figure out, yeah, like I, I'm good. I, I'm good after pebble. Like, thank God. Like, yeah, trip. I mean,
1: I, 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 I took a, uh, couple lumps at the American express and then uh, at Torrey pines by trying to uh, do in round matchups after they come off the North course or guys around South to go North. Honestly, just, I, I, I know you, everyone has an itchy finger in order to bet this stuff. (laughs) Wait till Sunday. You'll have two two rounds. You'll have them play the uh, pebble the previous day Yeah. save your in round betting until Sunday, bet on the NBA or something. If
0: you, yeah, NBA. Been eight. on hockey. Hockey. Man, listen. Uh, just come to the hockey Slack channel, man. Fucking. Uh, that's how. I, that's. I've. I've been on a nice little heater Then And there's a guy in there who gives all types of decent picks. Like, it's fun. And there's like like thirty fucking people in there because nobody watches hockey. And that's another thing, right? We talk about. We talk about bookies getting lazy because uh, they're focused on other shit. There's not a bookie in the world that's outside of Canada that's focused focused, focused on laying the right number on a fucking Nashville Predators hockey game. So it's it's there a good go. chance. So it's a good time to, uh, to try to catch him sleeping. Like, uh, damn, like we caught Sanjay last weekend. God, I wish he would have won such a fucking payday. <laughs> the, the, uh, yeah. But Sanjay Jamie let us down. Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. So like, like we said, so, all right, so that, that's a good showdown strategy as far as the, the type of golfer we're trying to get. Um, but I mean, what's, I mean, other than, like I said, other than irons and, and, and accuracy, what do you think is the most important attribute we're looking for?
1: Yeah. I mean, the only thing is scrambling normally is a little overrated to look at, but because it, these are going to be the smallest greens, the guys play all year. So, I mean, the greens are soft. So it's going to help better iron players kind of stick it close, but everybody's going to be scrambling more, you know, the miss green rate is higher than average. So guys who are really good. Scramblers tend to do well here, but you know, overall just, you know, solid ball strikers. I mean, anybody who wants to, who has decent history, put on Poa, that's a plus. You know, generally stronger guys can roll the rock, do well here, like Speed, Snedeker, Mickelson, like they're all very strong putters, and it's because Poa is a pretty difficult surface to putt on. So, yep. um, yeah, I mean, like that's a pretty simple formula to get around here, um, but unfortunately, it brings in a lot of lesser named players, because that's how they get by in the PGA tour is they're not the longest players. It's not necessarily the best, you know, ball series, but they can get up and down from everywhere to save strokes. They can roll the rock. So, I mean, I think that's why we've seen a lot of long shots win over the last 10 years. Like, yeah, I mean, there, there are favorites who won like DJ, Phil, Brent Snedeker, Spieth. Um, But then you have your Nick Taylor's thrown in there. He was 125 right. to one. Ted Potter Jr. was three hundred to one, and and he won twenty eighteen. Vaughn Taylor, three hundred one. Apparently, there's a run on Taylor's that win. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, I, I mean, is Taylor Gooch in the field? Maybe this is uh, where he uh, gets Ooh. his first win. Well, yeah, I, so, so I mean, I, I I think you know the last couple of weeks, and we're gonna see it again this week. A favorite is probably going to win. You know, so don't go nuts with your you know, we didn't go nuts with our outrights and that prior no. to pay dividends. But here you can go nuts. I mean, you can definitely comfortably go down to like eighty to one, nine to one, hundred and fifty to one range. Yeah. And if you like a guy down there, fire away. Go for it. I don't think I don't think there is a bad bet, you know, going down We going down there because just of how this golf course is, it lessens the gap between the least talented players and the most talented players. And you can get a long shot winner if a guy just kind of gets hot with a putter.
0: Top. Yeah, I like it. All right, so uh, here before we uh, wrap up uh, housekeeping, because I'm really bad at getting these in the middle of the stuff. Uh, so uh, we're brought to you by Better Than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DJs only care about sports betting. The best part is you'll be able to get free picks from our SGPN crew, and you got to make sure to subscribe to the page at sportsgamblingpodcast.com/btv so you don't miss any of our videos, and you'll get a notification anytime we post one. Uh, so go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/btv and subscribe to our Better Than Vegas page today. Uh, and, uh, also better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets. Allowing you to buy and sell positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no vig, and since you're buying positions from other sports betters, there is no house. And you can play for money in up in 40 states. Uh, plus, they're starting a weekly college basketball contest Wednesday and Saturday, $10 each to enter. You start out with a balance of a thousand Edge coins. The wager, then the player with the highest earnings takes the entire pool. So it's like a battle royale, winner take all. Uh, so sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B E T T O R. Edge.com promo code SGP. Hey, last year you were doing uh, that college basketball over under thing. You still doing that? Oh, like track it, like yeah. like calculate. I, I mean, I, I'm
1: so in on golf right now. I kind of okay. I, I, probably will fire that up. You know, once football's over, I'll probably uh, dig out that calculation and uh, maybe I'll give you a couple, a uh,
0: couple yes. tips there. Come on, let's go. <laughs> All right. So we talked about, right? So uh, we can take a loose some long shots uh, chalk this week, uh, depending if his speed fucking melts down today or not. I still think it'll be popular. Uh, you already said Molinari. Uh, I mean, DJ will be popular coming off a win. I mean, anybody else like kind of jump out at you?
1: Yeah, I mean Cantley I think he's gonna be popular just because of what he did with Amex, and you know, I mean, he, you know, California kid. He can roll oh, the rock and really. I You know what? We'll see. I mean, I, I think he's probably gonna have. I mean, I think DJ is definitely gonna be under ten to one to win. Yeah, I would say Cantley's is gonna be like probably like twelve to one or 11 to one or so. So not much value there. Uh, I think Paul Casey is going to be popular just because of, he won in uh, in Dubai. He finished running up to Phil a couple of years ago. He has a really good course history here. Uh, He'll be popular. Um, And then, yeah, like I said, I I think Molinari is going to be the guy this week um, that everyone's going to be picking. So listen, uh, they haven't had a very good track record so far. You know, all the mainstream podcasts when they, you know, when there's bad group thing. So yep. be careful with him this week.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm with you. All right. Well, listen, uh, let's, uh, what are you, what are you eating today? What are you cooking? Uh,
1: wife is making enchiladas and I think she's going to go nuts with some things in the air fryer. Uh, she had a big Instacart order uh, yesterday. That, uh, I'm not, <laughs> Totally sure. I know exactly what she uh, got. I kind of let her uh, do her own thing with it, but nice. yeah, so probably go with the nuts air fryer. I got like some cheese and prosciutto, some chips, and yeah. uh, I went to uh, a nice craft beer store today and uh, got some nice beers. So
0: nice.
1: I'll be uh plenty uh, <laughs> sauced up, and uh, sweating all my Super Bowl props.
0: That's it, baby. That's right. Yeah. So uh, my boys uh, smoked a brisket. He'll be here in like an hour. Uh, we got, uh, ordered some wings from uh, a wing place around here. Uh, does Florida is,
1: do good wings? I don't think they do.
0: So, I mean, look, they're a different type of wing, right? And so like where we get them from, is a place called V's pizza. Nobody's known what the fuck that is, unless you live down here. Uh, but they got that's, some, that's like,
1: fr- that's free advertising. We do do free advertising.
0: Yeah. Listen dude. Nobody, Nobody's listen. It's uh, and they have these like super spicy, like, uh, Calibrain wings, like where they do this, like uh red pepper paste and sh- it's, it's, it's pretty fucking solid. All uh, right,
1: That's that's pretty good.
0: Yeah. And then do like uh, chicken nachos. I think somebody else is smoking a chicken and then, uh, you know, all the other little uh, odds and ends. So get fat, drink some beer, make some fucking money. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. What's your prediction? We'll get, what's your prediction? We'll get it on tape before it happens. Oh man. I, uh, well, I
1: bet bucks. I found plus three and a half on the box. I found a book. Yeah, it's that's still, it's still
0: out there. No, it's mostly plus three. I I mean I on my bookie this morning it was plus three and a half but I took the fucking money line because the Bucks are winning son. <laughs> uh, I t- I took plus three and a half and I got a, <laughs> I think I got minus
1: one fifteen odds. I'll take it, but
0: yeah, uh,
1: I, I I think I think Brady's gonna get number what is it seven? Seven baby. I I think he gets number seven tonight. I something's not right with that Chiefs team going back to November, and I know they blew out the Bills a couple weeks ago, but it's the I don't know. I think it's kind of weird they they're flying they flew in on Friday. Mm -hmm. you know, like, I mean, Tampa has been sleeping in their own bed all week. And
0: I think, uh, he's got a family situation going on now. That can't be good for the, fucking. that's not great either, Mm
1: -hmm. but I I think it's gonna be the box. I already know what you're on. I mean, (laughs) yes, come on. (laughs)
0: <laughs> just just say, same, same way. I'm on ROM every fucking week. Let's go. Did,
1: did your uh, box Brady, uh, Jersey
0: finally arrive in the mail. I uh, listen, yeah. I still will not buy a box Brady Jersey. Okay. Are listen. you,
1: are you going to wear a Brady Jersey? The path, the old past Jersey.
0: So I'm contemplating it. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, it, it feels gross. So I don't know if I can, <laughs> but listen, man, like anybody, any, true Patriots fan who is not rooting for Brady is a fucking asshole. Like this guy gave you 20 years of pure joy and you want to, you want to be a crybaby about it. Like listen, root for the man. He gave you 20 years of sports joy and you don't want Casey to go back to back. So let's go fire the well, cannons. That, that's a very blocks.
1: healthy way to look at it. But most sports fans are not very mentally healthy when it comes to uh, things that make them mad. So there you
0: go. I don't think I've ever been called mentally healthy with my sports. So thanks. Steve. Well, that's
1: a, you know what you're making it. That's a big step. You just took that's a a very, a lot. I'm sure there are plenty of Pats fans who are just like, fuck Brady. Yeah. I want the scoreboard to fall on his face tonight or something.
0: Yeah. And those people are fucking assholes. Like you got to appreciate what Brady did for you and that's it. So anyway, let's go fucking, let's hope we make some more money on these round fucking matchups. Maybe a couple of our top tens and twenties and uh, who knows, maybe JT will wake the fuck up and do something today and uh, and maybe get us a decent sweat. So all right, man for uh, myself and Steve happy fucking super bowl waste management Sunday. And uh, we will talk to you guys on fucking Tuesday. All right. Later.